Simplons, it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to the Simple On Purpose podcast. This is a place for you if you feel like clutter, motherhood, relationships, life, like it seems so overwhelming. And if you are finding that you go about your day-to-day with some kind of resentment or frustration, this is a sign you've been living on autopilot, just letting life happen at you instead of living it on purpose with your own purpose. So thank you for being here. I am a certified coach practitioner, transformational life coach, and I use the Enneagram, faith, if you want that included, and the cognitive behavioral therapy model as tools that I bring into my life coaching approach. I teach moms all around the world the tools they need to set out the life they want, their life on purpose. And that means knowing your vision, where you want to go, what you want to be building, and knowing your values, what matters along the way. And whether you're doing this with me through coaching, through the Life on Purpose workbook, listening to these podcasts, I'm so happy you're here because I want to help you know what is the right next step for you towards living your life on purpose. So that's my long intro today. I feel like I hadn't done an intro into the podcast in a while, and I wanted to give you a little rundown of what I'm all about and what I share here. Let's dig into today's topic, which is comfort. I want to give you a pep talk. I want to talk about getting uncomfortable. (laughs) Uncomfortable. Because comfort is something that we seek. I know I seek it. Right now, I've got a nice hot coffee with me. I'm sitting in a comfy chair. I've got my my socks on, my fuzzy socks on, because I want warm feet. I want the food I like. I want the music I like, but not too loud. I want to know where the bathroom is. Like I want comfort. And we're designed to seek out comfort because after all, this has kept us alive. But comfort in the modern world, it looks so much more different, doesn't it? And now comfort, as we define it now, it can kind of come at a cost sometimes. When I was decluttering my home about six or seven years ago, that was a really emotional experience for me because as I was standing in my basement full of boxes, I realized that I was living for comfort. And actually, what looked like comfort on the surface was actually just complacency, just letting things happen. And really, ultimately, the state that I was living in was an avoidance of discomfort trying not to encounter the things that were uncomfortable. Because there were some things that were really uncomfortable for me, especially at that point in my life, one of my harder seasons of life. Going places with my kids, my small kids, toddlers and babies. Working on the real life conflicts in our marriage. Exercise, like realizing I got to take care of this body. It's the only one I have. Getting up in the mornings with kids, uncomfortable. Doing dishes, uncomfortable decluttering and organizing my home, uncomfortable. And then more emotional things like seeing my kids struggle or be upset, going to an event that I was really nervous about, or just sitting all day with that stress and anxiety that I had about motherhood and life. So what was comfortable? The easy way out. But that's also where I was finding myself stuck in taking the easy way out. It was a really hard road in the long run. Because comfort is doing what's familiar, but not necessarily effective. It's doing what's easy for me more than what is right for me. It's trading in temporary gratification for the real true gratifications that I wanted to build my life around. And comfort was what I had built my life around, but comfort was costing me something. It was costing me my health. My marriage was suffering My home felt cluttered and poorly run, which made me feel like a crappy homemaker, a crappy mom. 
I made parenting so much more harder than I needed it to be. You can find an episode on that. I'll link that in the show notes. With all the control, I was trying to put on things to keep things comfortable. Overall, I was just really forming a poor relationship towards myself. I wasn't proud of myself. And when I kind of had eyes for this, the ways that I was just living for comfort, avoiding discomfort in this place of complacency, I judged myself. I thought, I'm doing it wrong. I need more willpower. I need more motivation. I should just figure this out. I should be one of those morning people up in the mornings with their houses run immaculately. There's just something wrong with me. All of these things, I need to change. But when I decided that that shame wasn't going to serve me, I'm going to let go of that shame. I'm not going to make changes from shame, but I want to do something about this. I gave myself a word for the year. This was like seven years ago, right? That word was action. It felt like the antidote to the theme of my life, which was complacency. So I started doing things like learning to exercise because I didn't know learning it to buy running shoes, (laughs) decluttering my home going to marriage counseling, like owning my part in things, parenting on purpose rather than parenting on default and from reaction, learning better ways to deal with stress and anxiety. It was uncomfortable because some myths that I believed about taking action, if you become someone who takes action and you get up and you do the things, it's going to be easy. You're going to feel motivated. It's all going to happen. You're going to feel great. I've like, while you're doing it, you'll just be like this buzzy, shiny person. It's going to come naturally and you can change your whole life in three weeks. (laughs) Really, it's not like that. Taking action is hard and you won't always feel like doing it and it won't come naturally. And it's going to take small steps over time, over years. I feel like I have changed my whole life over the years doing small things consistently but it's all so wildly uncomfortable. So the question comes down to this. Am I willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Because if you are, you can do the things that you want to do. You can seek out the vision that you want for your marriage, for your friendships, for your work. And I've experienced this. I was willing to be uncomfortable and it's made me healthier. It has helped me to show up to be more connected in my marriage. It has empowered me in my motherhood. It has helped me to get better at stress. It doesn't go away, but I can manage it better. Whatever I've wanted to work on over the years, whether it's growing a coaching business, coaching other moms, getting housework done, not turning to distractions, but actually engaging with my messy life. Was I willing to be uncomfortable? And sometimes the answer was like, yes, I am so sick of where I'm at. I want this new way. And sometimes the answer was like, maybe tomorrow, (laughs) because the reality is overhauling your whole life. That's a big ask when you've spent decades building up your identity and your daily life around it. So maybe tomorrow. And that's fine to say maybe tomorrow, but give yourself a plan on what starting looks like. And this is why I made the Life on Purpose workbook years ago, to help women see a layout of what they wanted and then pace themselves to get there. Because this can be a big hurdle for us when we are facing our own tolerance for discomfort. That's part of the journey is to learn to tolerate discomfort. We need a plan on what we're going to (laughs) do while we're doing the work of being uncomfortable. When you lay out how you want to act as a mom, a friend, a wife, how you want to show up at work, when you say, I want to be more patient. I want to eat more vegetables. I want to move more. I want closer relationships. 
What will that cost you? It comes at a cost. That's why we don't do it. It costs our comfort, our routines, our habits, our need to be right, our safety. It costs us our favorite excuses. And those pop up for us in our brain just automatically because doubts and excuses are our brain's natural reaction to doing something uncomfortable. It doesn't want to do the work. But on the other hand, consider this. What is your life costing you right now? Because if you really think about it, there's discomfort here. Maybe in your relationships, in your body, in your work, in your parenting. I was under the illusion that I could avoid discomfort in my life. But I realized I was just choosing which discomfort I was willing to feel. The familiar discomfort of the status quo, of staying where we are, of the complacency I was in. Or the unfamiliar discomfort of making change and taking action to the path we want. Because the truth is about discomfort is it's not a bad thing to experience. It serves a purpose. And when your discomfort serves a purpose, when it does, you become less scared of it. You grow a tolerance for it, maybe even appreciation for it. It's kind of like when you're going through labor, that pain serves a purpose. Otherwise, we're totally terrified of that pain and it means something's wrong. But, you know, when we're birthing a baby, that's a very purposeful pain. Discomfort can be very purposeful in our lives. So here's my challenge to you this week, this month, take it forward, is to do one little thing each day that feels a little bit uncomfortable. A while back, I, I was like, I'm going to challenge myself to be more uncomfortable this week. And I started keeping a list of the things I was doing. Here's some of the things I wrote down. I pushed myself a little harder on my workout. Normally, at the point I would tap out, I pushed through it a little bit. I pre-made my breakfast one afternoon. I kind of thought, you know, I would rather just sit on the couch scrolling Instagram <laughs> and worry about this in the morning, but I'm going to do it now. I traded in social media for doing schoolwork. I'm going to school right now, and I find myself getting totally distracted on Instagram, so... Got to set some time limits on there and do the uncomfortable thing of going into the schoolwork instead of the seeking comfort on the phone. I had a hard conversation with someone I love. I felt stressed and I did something healthy about it, which is uncomfortable if you're usually going to the other things that make it easy and just make it go away. I said, sorry. I took my kids somewhere when I really just wanted to stay home instead. I like, yes, guys, I'm in for you. <laughs> let's do this. Let's go. I cleaned my office. It was full of clutter from our bedroom demo, and I cleaned that out. So you get it. These things, they can seem silly. They can seem insignificant, but they are the stepping stones to getting what I want. And they're also just like little ways to build up my tolerance of discomfort and improve my relationship to being uncomfortable. Because doing these things that's like, oh, no, I don't really feel like doing them or I don't really want to, or some of them were outright hard, like having a really hard conversation with someone I love, that was going to serve a purpose. That was going to get me to where I wanted to go. So do you want to get uncomfortable together? I challenge you, do something uncomfortable, one thing each day, something that moves you towards who you want to be and what you want in your life. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. All of it matters. 
If you want a little bit more guidance on your vision and your values, get the Live Your Vision and Live Your Values worksheets. I'll link them in the show notes. You can also have the expanded version of all that in the Life on Purpose workbook. I'll link that as well. Ultimately, I would love to keep this really interactive. I would love to see what you're doing. I would love to use the Facebook group to hold us accountable to doing this project together. So if you are joining in, tag me on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca or come into the Facebook community group, the Simple on Purpose community group. Make sure to answer the entry questions and take a leap, be a little bit uncomfortable and post about what you're working on. Before I jump into the simple pleasure of the week, I want to remind you that your ratings and reviews of this podcast matter to me and they matter to the robots on the internet. So if you have benefited from this podcast, if you enjoy it, please take a quick second to scroll down in your podcast player, hit leave a rating or leave a review. They are much appreciated, especially if you are in Canada. I noticed that um, the Canadian iTunes site is pretty lacking in ratings and reviews. So if you are a Canadian listener, I hope that you will take a second and do that. Simple pleasure of the week is a Swedish tradition called fika. And fika is essentially a coffee break. But here's the thing about fika. At the heart of it is taking an actual break, slowing down. And the approach is to have a coffee or tea, mostly coffee, and something sweet. And I've seen a really cute definition of fika that it's a coffee, a sweet treat, and a good conversation, which really instills like the embodiment of slowing down and like being with someone. So I'm going to have a fika right after this. I made myself a coffee. My best friend brought me some gluten-free cheesecake because she's just so sweet and thoughtful. And I'm going to sit in my living room, stare out my window at trees. Staring out my window at trees is one of my hobbies. And I'm going to have myself a fika. And I'm going to include this conversation as being the intro to it, kind of like having this virtual coffee date with you. We live in a culture where you're just supposed to be busy. And it's kind of like a badge of honor if you don't take a break. Oh, they're so hardworking. But we've learned that we're supposed to rest. We're supposed to take a minute. We work better when we are well rested. So don't buy into the culture of busy. (laughs) Buy into the culture of fika. Give yourself 10 or 15 minutes today. Even if you're with your kids, just set a timer. I don't know what age they're at, but have a conversation about this is going to be mom's coffee break. I used to tell my kids this all the time. Mom's on a coffee break. I sit on my chair and I'd look out the window and they would come and ask me for something. And I'll be like, yep, when my coffee break is over, you got it. But right now I'm on a coffee break. (laughs) So have yourself a fika today. All right, friends. I'm so glad you joined me. I love sharing this time with you. Have a great week.